Hello, my name is Daniel Marino, and this is Motion Martial Arts Podcast. In this episode, my friend Dave Grossman and I are going to be talking about the way that martial arts are portrayed in the media and how those portrayals can create really unrealistic expectations for practitioners, but also how it can inspire people to get in and start training in the first place. Hope that you enjoy. All right, so fictional portrayals of martial arts <laughs> Yeah, what we're talking about today. Uh, mostly, yeah, today we're going to talk about it from the perspective of television, movies, a little bit about comic books. I, f- I feel like, so Dan and I yeah. are both huge into comic books, but I think we'll maybe save the comic books for a whole other episode. Yeah. So I think maybe a little bit more today, TV and movies. And uh, yeah, so Dan and I, we, we were talking a lot about the fact that we probably wouldn't do martial arts if it wasn't for comic books, televisions, and movies. But at the same time, when you start to train, uh, what you've read and seen becomes very, very ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, there's one book where I remember that the author talked about, Rory Miller, Meditations on Violence, great book about self-defense and martial arts, that he said that, you know, you've been brainwashed your whole life by Hollywood into this very, very unrealistic idea of what a fight is where, you know, there's one punch knockouts and, you know, and, and, you're, and you're getting attacked by multiple people. You're surrounded by people where they all just attack you one at a time. And it's, it's stuff that I think that it's a good idea to, like, to think about it and to, very, and to have a much more realistic idea of what combat and violence is like. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think let, let's start right now more by... I think maybe talking about some of the positive things. Sure. And then we can kind of go into some of the negative things. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, th- I agree with you 100%. So like, I know for me personally, and this is a conversation Dan and I have had a bunch, I would not be training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, and wouldn't have my interest in martial arts if it wasn't for things like Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> yeah. comic books like um, Batman, Nightwing, um, and there's some other ones, 100 Bullets, even though I got into that more when I was already an adult, because I think that's when it was already out. Um, yeah. And then, like, watching Jackie Chan movies, Wesley Snipes is yeah. another one, Jean-Claude so, Van Damme. Yeah. Um, there was that, that, remember The Highlander? Yeah. Yeah, I love that, the TV show, and it's like, all those things made me be like, oh, man, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I was a little kid. G.I. Joe, Snake Eyes. It was like, man, these guys are cool. All of them are martial martial artists. This is what I want to be. Um, you Especially know? when you're young. I'd say exactly. that like you kind of like had that that martial arts was like a missing piece that could turn you into the the hero you saw <laughs> in the movies and stuff like that. Yeah, larger than life, really? right? Yeah, like, I really you excited you. Yeah, you see these guys like like you know Jackie Chan for example you'd have movies where it's like 20 guys in a room attacking him and he's fighting them off and you're like man like I wish I had this ability to to do those things yeah you know how can I get to that point um yeah that's actually Jackie Chan is a big one for me I remember um you know I don't think it was before I started doing karate it was the same year I remember seeing Rush Hour 2 yeah. Okay. Well, there's a great, which is a great movie, and I remember being really, really into that movie at you know pretty young age. I would have been nine or ten years old, but that was a big one for me. That um, that really inspired me, if not to start training, to made me more enthusiastic about my training. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, my my story with martial arts is, I think, vastly different than yours because I was training 
uh, Kenpo Karate as a kid yeah. and then took an extremely long, long break. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, you know, the main reason I think why I, I was interested was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> yeah. and, like legitimately. Um, you know, like I started probably training, my guess is seven years old or something like that. Yeah. And I just think that for the most part, like, you know, especially that's a different time frame now because we're talking like, probably talking like 1991 or something like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you wanted to do martial arts, that was pretty much the only show in town. (laughs) You you had to do karate stuff, you know? Um, But yeah, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was vastly a huge reason for me to get into it. And then I went away from it for a while. And then by the time I was ready to pick up martial arts again as an adult, I chose Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, something way different. And, you know, I had kind of... uh, the ability to do a lot of research, you know, and be like, oh, so what's going to be best for me at five foot six and a hundred and at the time it might have been 130 pounds because I just got home from an extended yeah. trip in Europe, <laughs> not did, eating much. Did you watch MMA before you started Jiu Jitsu? I did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I actually, so I, we, I, we, I don't, I think we, it might have been mentioned on another episode and something that I, I feel like we're going to talk about definitely in the future is maybe have some friends of mine who, um, play music because I used to be a touring musician that maybe are not they don't do martial arts but music is an art and martial arts are arts Absolutely. and I think there's a little yeah. bit of you know uh, carryover between the two Definitely. Um, I was touring a lot and I was interested in MMA and I was watching stuff when I got home and there was Kazushi Sakuraba who fought in Japan for pride, and he even though he didn't do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, he was beating up all the jiu-jitsu guys using, like, catch wrestling stuff, and I was just like, man, I gotta do more research on, on the stuff that this guy's doing, and grappling, and jiu-jitsu, and eventually I came to find a jiu-jitsu school, I didn't have a great experience, trained for a little bit, stopped, took a few years off, and then found a fit, a better school that fit more with my personality and my goals. Cool. But, uh, that's maybe a little bit deeper conversation for another day, but yeah. yeah, you know, like all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Jackie Chans, the Dragon Ball Z, the comic books, all consistently made me interested in learning martial arts and being like this idea of like if you're a black belt, you can handle yourself. And it, now, now my perspective is much better or yeah. and much different. You know, it's like. Well, yeah, being a black belt means nothing. That doesn't mean you can handle yourself. It doesn't matter yeah. what martial art you're a black belt in. Um, you know, it's there's people that have never even trained martial arts, period, that are just tough and get into street fights that can, sure. you know, handle themselves. Yeah. But um, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the exposure to those sort of things. And, like, yeah. so Highlander is another show that the TV show was something I loved when I was younger. I must have watched that show when I was, like, 10 years old or something yeah. like that. And then, you know, I got older and I looked it up. I'm like, this dude didn't even know martial arts. <laughs> yeah. He was a dancer, you know, but it's like the choreography and the fight scenes. Again, and, and this is this is when we talk about some of the negative things. It's so much of this is not being done by people that actually fight or know yeah, how to fight. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so from your perspective, I guess, what, what stuff got you in, in, like initially well, interested? Ninja Turtles definitely was a big one very early on for me and you know I would say that was you know years and years before I ever actually started training but my earliest childhood memory I'm actually pretty sure that this is my very earliest memory was seeing the second Ninja Turtles movie <laughs> in the theaters 
And I have a vivid memory of the part where they show you the title screen and the turtles jump out <laughs> at the screen. It's like that, I think, is my earliest memory. That's how enthralled. I think I would have been like two years old at the time. My two-year-old self was. That movie is now I'm a karate instructor. <laughs> that happens. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, there's. it's always crazy to me how, how the mind remembers things. You know, you're talking yeah. about something. And so, like, we, we didn't talk much about the video game thing. But, uh, like, for me, when I was younger, I played a ton of video games, Nintendo and stuff like that. Uh, Double Dragon. Yeah. And then there was a Double Dragon movie that was awful. There Street was a TV Fighter show. Too. Yeah, Street Fighter, Mortal yeah. Kombat. Again, all yeah. these things, it's like, what, what is the, the thing that keeps coming up for people who want to know how to fight? It is always martial arts. Martial arts. And mostly karate sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's a really healthy thing, too, for a kid to do that, like, you know, when you're in there, it's like you're kind of on your own, your parents aren't in the class with you, and and it's all you're also in an environment that's based on merit, where, you know, in order to forget, progress through the ranking system, or to, you know, like, earn some respect, you know, among the other students in the class, and of course with your instructor, you know, it's just hard work for you. It's one of the things that really great for kids and and the media is what inspires you know a lot of people to get there yeah, obviously true for both of us yeah so. and, and you know i think well the world is in an interesting i guess state of what is considered entertainment now you yeah. know so it's like i'm kind of intrigued what martial arts is going to look like 10 15 years from now yeah because i feel like those sort of shows and things like that are definitely less popular you know so much yeah. of the reality tv thing is is a thing and Let's say with TV shows, yeah, I can't think quite. It doesn't seem... I wouldn't say that martial arts are quite as popular as they were, like, a decade or two ago. I think that... But they're still, of course, there, and they're very prominent. But, um... And they've definitely changed as well with the way that martial arts have been portrayed in the movies. Like, The Bourne Identity. you seen that movie? That's, yeah, yeah, It's a yeah. great movie. I really like that movie. But you also, like, that showed like what they call trapping skills a lot where you had you know Jason Bourne like fighting another assassin and you know like they're like you know knocking an arm out of the way and the punching and the guy blocks yeah, the yeah. punch and then he follows through and like that was the kind of thing that um of course very prominent in Wing Chun and other martial arts but you didn't see that as much in movies that were kind of from before that yeah I also think the MMA influence which can't be Definitely. understated enough oh yeah which you know now it's like because the 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 there used to be so much of a, my martial art is better than your mar- martial art, and that still exists, obviously, but yep. it, it was always that, that there wasn't as much of the cross-training sort of thing. Yeah. Now it's like, well, it's known now that you are at your best if you master one martial art, yeah. and then you add in aspects of the other martial arts, which is something we talked about in the past when we were talking sure. about specialization. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's like a huge thing, so it changes things. Like, there was one movie I saw, I can't even remember what it, what it was called, but I, I think I saw the fight scene first, and I looked it up later. And it was like some, it's a Japanese movie, and it was like a cop movie. It might have been Chinese, I could be wrong. But like, it was crazy fight scene, and in there, there's like, there's triangle choke in the middle of it, there's like a heel hook in it. Those of you who do grappling will know what I'm talking about. It's the one with the guy with the hammer? I don't know, they're yeah. like out yeah. in the middle of nowhere, and it's like this crazy brutal fight scene, and like, it's not even realistic because like the dude sure. the heel hooks finish at one point an arm bars finish and they like keep fighting if you finish <laughs> yeah. a heel hook you're not walking yeah. but I mean it is I just thought it was cool that to see even the combination of things or sure. the John Wick films are a great yeah, example, really example you know 
there's so much crossover between the different martial arts that they're showing in those movies. Oh, you're definitely seeing jujitsu in the movies a lot more. Uh, there was one with Tom Cruise, a sci-fi flick, uh, Oblivion. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but yeah, he's got a triangle choke in that one. I remember seeing that. And one that of was, the ja- yeah. most recent, one of the most recent James Bond films had a triangle choke. What's crazy yeah. is that again, you know. Uh, so when I was younger. Uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm was a yeah. animated Batman thing based off the Batman animated series in there Bruce Wayne's like I guess the the, the villain slash his girlfriend in the the, the spoiler. animated film <laughs> yeah sorry guys spoiler if you want to go watch this they're like she comes to his house and he's training martial arts outside and she's like what are you doing he's like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu it's one of the most complex martial arts I've ever. it's like it's like wait what yeah like I'm like I'm like, I'm like I'm like I'm like yeah, yeah that, that's probably from like 1994 I was like yeah about that but like you know like it's not like these things people like I had heard the term Jiu Jitsu before sure and I think I'd even probably heard the term Brazilian Jiu Jitsu at that point yeah. because 1994 is around 93 I think is the first yeah uh UFC, UFC. And, and it's not like these martial arts Brazilian Jiu Jitsu was huge in Brazil it was known in Japan it was it's not like it back to 1925 yeah, yeah you know so like and, yeah. and grappling has grappling has been known about for forever it doesn't <laughs> matter if you call it wrestling yeah. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Sambo Judo grappling has been known for about for forever sure but yeah like, well actually if you read the really old Batman comics I know we're gonna save comic books for another day but <laughs> Okay, like he like the ones from the nineteen thirties and forties. It's like Batman did boxing and jujitsu. Yeah. So there was also you know a little bit of an historical reference. Like Teddy Roosevelt did Japanese jujitsu. Yeah. Way way back when, and it's like so there has been an influence in the West. There have been people practicing jujitsu for a very long time. Yeah. But you know it was kind of the Bruce Lee. Chuck Norris era of martial arts flicks that made stuff like karate and kung fu a lot more prominent and a lot more popular. So, yeah, let's... I guess to wrap up some of the positive stuff and then we can go on into the more negative stuff, which I actually think is probably the more interesting side of this whole conversation and sure. probably what, you know, kind of sparked this conversation and this topic to begin with. Uh, yeah, I think the number one thing that you know, watching movies, reading comic books, watching these TV shows can give people just the interest to pick up the martial art. But, this is the but, the amount of unrealistic fights that are choreographed in movies, TVs, and comic books are through the roof. Like, the one-punch knockout is... It it can happen in real life, but usually it's going to happen off a sucker punch where you don't know you're being attacked the ability to deal with multiple attackers or like you said before earlier today to me the concussion thing oh yeah right like how, how many how many times have these guys have been concussed <laughs> yeah. that, that man has hundreds of concussions <laughs> thousands yeah. of concussions yeah. he has a concussion every night 365 yeah. days a year for his whole career you know so like it, yeah. it's 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 unrealistic you know and that's where like you have people I, i'm gonna come back to the uh, the topic of, of guns, which is something we've talked about a couple times, like you have people that are like, when they see, or they're like, well, why didn't the cop just shoot the gun out of the perpetrator's hand? You I've know, it's like it's, like it's like it's like well, yeah. that that's called a movie. Sure, that happens in the movies in real life. That's not how things work. It's not yeah. like oh, I'm going to shoot the gun out of his hand 
and then he's going to comply and it'll be over. The other one you hear is shoot him in the leg or something like that. It's that's you know, you're there you're taught to aim for center of mass for a reason because not as easy to hit your target as you imagine. Someone yeah. who's probably never shot a gun before. Certainly never shot a gun when they've been under the kind of pressure where like their their life is in danger. Yeah. So I yeah. mean in addition to that in the world we live in right now too, it's like you shoot somebody in the leg, you might lose your job and get sued and have the department sued and all this other stuff yeah you know uh but yeah like there's just so much unrealistic like i love the jackie chan films like we're talking about but time and time again he'd be in a room with 20 people and he would it's not that he wouldn't take damage which i thought he did a better job of than lots of these other movies would do and tv shows would do but you're you're not i don't care who you are one guy Sure. Hand versus hand versus 20 people, you're done. I can't think of any action movie <laughs> where the hero gets attacked by, like, you know, a group of, like, 10 dudes and just ends up in the fetal position on the ground getting kicked by 10 guys. Because, yeah. like, that's that's what usually happens when 10 people attack you at once. Uh, so a friend of mine, whose name is Eugene Robinson, wrote this book called uh, Fight, Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Fighting, But You Were Afraid You'd Get uh, Your Ass Kicked for Asking. In there, there's this passage in this book where uh, he's talking to a doctor about the worst injuries he's ever seen from fights. And in there, he talks about some guy came in who had got stomped in the face on the ground. He's like, he was unrecognizable. He was like, I think he literally says in the book, he's like, he was an ugly guy to begin with. And what we could manage to come up with to try and make him look like anything resembling what he looked like before was extremely difficult. And I think he's like, he's like... Literally, I think it says, like, if you stomp somebody in the head on the ground, you better be prepared to give them brain damage or to kill them because that's yep. most likely what's going to happen if you stomp somebody in the head on the ground. Sure. But they yeah. show that stuff in the movies, let alone... Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I think just unrealistic expectations is the biggest issue that you have with these movies. With, like, uh, it, any good, you know, teacher any good martial artist especially with a self-defense focus will tell you that it's like if you're if if you're attacked by multiple people you should be trying to escape that is the most dangerous situation you can find yourself in it doesn't matter how good you are or how well you've been trained you know that you know that's really like that's you know it's one of the funny things about self-defense is that it's very rare for your like your life if you're attacked by one person chances are that your life really isn't in danger it's very rare for you to be killed in that kind of situation when people die often is when they're attacked by groups of people it's i mean like, it's, it's it's hard because there's there is a bunch of so we were talking about the unrealistic things sure. about the one punch knockout but there are lots of people that got just sucker punched oh yeah absolutely. they didn't see it coming and they die from that so it's yeah. not like it doesn't happen the other thing is is that I mean, going back to self-defense thing, if you start to, you know, look at lots of the statistics, though, it's, again, there's, there are random, uh, two people got drunk at a bar and they get into a fight sort of thing, but lots of them are crimes of passion, you know? Absolutely. So it's like, it's like, the person already had something out for you because it's like, oh, you stole $10,000 from me, or even a hundred bucks sometimes, you know? Or you, you, somebody stole somebody's girlfriend or boyfriend, you know? So lots of times that's the thing is that there's already, it's already this like huge, like sort of like emotional thing going into this you're far more likely to be attacked by someone you know yeah that's far more likely than the idea of a random attack from a criminal like a mugger on the street and when that kind of thing does happen pretty likely it's going to be more than one person because you know if if 
I were to try to go out and rob people <laughs> on the street, like it would make a lot of sense to be like, I should bring a buddy or two with well, me. That yeah. would make that a lot well, that, easier. That, yeah. that is part of the world we live in now. But sure. and this is another thing that I haven't actually thought about till, until right now. But because of social media and world star hip hop is a large part of the problem with yeah. this thing. There's this such a huge mentality of two people start a fight. The mob comes and watches and records it. And are sort of creating more tension and more of a problem, and you know, kind of egging everybody on to for the violence to increase. You know, that's huge. And there's people that are now like, "Well, I can become a celebrity for knocking people out, yeah. getting it filmed, right? Yeah, and I can make a little career out of it. Who it's cares? A spectacle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that's a huge, huge, you know, part of the problem. Sure. Going back to some of the movie and TV things, though and the unrealistic thing so we talked about the multiple attackers and yeah. a little bit about the one punch knockout but it's also people get knocked out indefinitely sure like it's like somebody is on this mission in this building and they knock somebody out on the first floor and then 45 minutes later they're on the 13th floor fighting a new set of bad guys well it's like those people on the first floor would have already woken up and come back yep. up to, to, yeah. to jump in on the party or called yeah. more friends or notified, hey, this guy's in the building. Sure. Like, let, let, let's get him, you know? Yeah. Like, like, there's so much stuff like that where it's just like, it's like that, that's not how it would happen in real life. And I think you brought up also, you know, something about the way that the heroes in these movies and stuff, they'll get injured and they'll just shrug it off and keep fighting <laughs> real quick. Yeah. Oh, it's, it, that's tight. It's, it's a lot higher stakes like I think that yeah once again anyone who will talk any good teacher will talk about self-defense they'll, they'll stress avoidance they'll stress that it's like yeah you know you want to learn how to fight and it's good you should learn how to defend yourself that's a good thing to know how to do but there's nothing that's going to make there's nothing I can teach you that's going to make violence safe yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah, there are one, punch, one punch knockouts and groups of people attacking you one at a time are all realistic. And the idea of you getting hurt or injured or something that that's not like a serious, that could a potentially life altering, you know, thing that happens to you. It's like, it's all really like you have an abundance of good reasons to avoid conflict at all costs. Yeah, but, I don't know. Have you have you ever read the uh, Punisher Max stuff? So it's like I've read a lot. You actually, I think you lent me one volume of so, it. Years yeah, ago. That, yeah, that there's uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with comic books, uh, Punisher Max is uh, Marvel had like an adult line that was much more extreme, and they wrote a lot of Punisher Punisher stories about it. And he would routinely, and if you guys watch the Netflix series, you see it a lot too. But it's even more extreme in the comic book. The dude Punisher just gets severely wounded stuff that's like it's like well this is it and then he tapes it up and he's ready to go again he's like yeah. been shot 15 times and stabbed six times he's just oh, i'll just tape it up and go yeah i'll be back on the attack in 25 <laughs> minutes and i can't take any painkillers because of or, or drink any alcohol because it, it's going to cloud my mind so i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna go sew my, my my bullet wounds up and i'll be ready to go back on the attack in in 25 minutes it's like no, that's you. You can't have a life-threatening injury. Stitch yourself up, not take any painkillers or anything like that, and be ready to go back into battle. Sure. You know, and, and, and yeah, it's it, it's 
obviously everything is trying it's, it is entertainment so you yep, want to sensationalize exactly. things but the problem can be for lots of people again coming back to some of the things we talked about is how some people understand that it's being sensationalized but they don't know maybe to what extent and they're like that's why you have people that are like man i've never been in a fight in my entire life I've never trained in anything, but I know that I could get really angry, and I think I'm really strong. Yeah. So I know if I get really angry at this guy, and I'm really strong, I'm going to punch him, I'm going to knock him out. It's yeah. like, no, you're probably going to break your hand. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you're probably going to break your hand. That's probably what's going to happen. Maybe you'll knock him out on that one punch knockout if you sucker punch him. Sure. That's about it. Like, well, I, I think that it's even it's a subconscious thing, you know, that you don't. Like whether like obviously if you ask people you know movies are unrealistic right it's just entertainment everybody's like it's it's, it's not it's something everybody understands but I think that it's more you don't have if if unless you do have a lot of life experience with violence with being attacked witnessing other people being attacked stuff like that it's kind of it's just all that you have to go on yeah. your whole movie since you're a young child you've watched you know fight scenes in movies again 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 and I think that there's a point that again Rory Miller brought up in his book that I thought was a really good one which was that like when you just try to like imagine what a fight is going to be like I think that most people inevitably have to just default to what we're shown in the media because yeah. that's that's all you have to like kind of measure it with and it, it can it can create some problems but you know, as we were saying before, it's also it's what inspires people to check out martial arts and to, you know, get into this stuff in the first place. So it has its yeah. positive effects as well. I know I'm going to catch heat for this, but I th- we might have already even talked about this at some point. Yeah. But, the, like, I'm going to bring up the Bruce Lee thing. Yeah. I know we've talked about it yeah. in the past. I don't know if we've talked about it yet on the podcast. I am sure that, to a certain extent, Bruce Lee can handle himself in a fight or could have handled himself in a fight. But... Yeah the way that he is being portrayed versus what he actually was. He was an actor first and foremost. Let's not pretend like he gets talked about as if he was Anderson Silva and he went undefeated against like, are you telling me, are you telling me that that street fights and the rooftops and the rooftops of Hong Kong are not equivalent to the UFC? Is that what you're trying to say? We don't even know if (laughs) those fights actually happen. Like, like, yeah, 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 like, and that's the thing is he's an actor. And there's no competitive accomplishments that we can re- reflect on. Yeah. There's no evidence of any sort of street fights for us to go on. And yeah. yes, his ideas are great, and he's an inspiration for most of us. Like, I watched those Bruce Lee films also when I was a yeah, kid. Yeah, I, I was I'm, super stoked. Enter the Dragon is another thing that where I was like, man, when I saw it, it was movie. like, yeah. man, I want to be like this dude. I want to learn how to, 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 you know, fight this way. But he's an actor. Yeah. And, like, let's not compare him to, like... George St. Pierre or Henry Cejudo yeah. or Anderson Silva he, he's or, or Tony Ferguson who fought yeah. last night yeah. uh, you know sure. Ronda yeah. Rousey who that's a whole nother conversation about how yeah. whether she's overrated or not which I know again I just opened up a can, can of worms uh, by Bruce Lee was I, I really appreciate him nowadays a lot more for his writing he was really ahead of his time that he advocated for cross training and yeah. you know, I think he, he could be called a precursor to MMA that a lot of the books that he wrote were very influential in that way that he um he and he was a legit martial artist you know I think absolutely I'm sure he's a guy who could handle himself you know he was a phenomenal athlete yeah for sure when you watch his technique too I mean I don't do kung fu wing chun Chinese styles of martial arts but I practice karate it's kind of 
close enough. I can tell you, he was, you know, he seemed pretty legit. But like, I think that what just I disagree with about him is that people try to prop him up like he was the ultimate, like the best martial artist ever. Yeah. And it's just like, come on, man, <laughs> he was the best martial showman ever for sure. And oh, yeah. and to be to be fair with all that stuff that you know, like my my organization, the group I'm a part of, Amcor Karate, you know, they started in 1978, and like. Bruce Lee filled everybody's karate schools with students. Yeah. I mean, like everybody in the in the in the karate world, at least, is somewhat from that time period is somewhat indebted to him, if for no other reason than just because he did so much to popularize the martial arts, which is great. But you know, for them to look at him, he was the best ever, and that he could, you know, we, we don't, we don't, he wasn't really a fighter. You well, know? he was a movie star. So I am obviously in agreement with everything you just said, and I yeah. hold that belief myself but one of the things that I've been thinking about more in regards to somebody like him is the arts aspect of the martial arts and can you be of value if you are great at the art aspect of it but you are not a great fighter and I think that yes now you know it's, it's such a hard thing because there's definitely a ton of value in the guys that are the great fighters whether it's street fights, MMA, sportive competition of a grappling competition, boxing competition, yeah. point karate competition, Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition, you know, like uh, being the, the great fighter in those things is, is huge, but there's also tons of guys that maybe like are just great at the art aspect of it. Yeah. So maybe they're not a good fighter, but like if you watch them practicing technique, you're like, oh man, they practice technique beautifully. Or maybe they're able to teach beautifully you know and and so bruce lee maybe again none of us know whether he was a good fighter or not he's not a fighter so let's not pretend he is but i mean his ability to to showcase beautiful art the art part of the martial art is definitely there his athleticism i mean you know he was like kind of like probably still one of the guys who i would consider like peak physical like athleticism with that guy that he was a he was a beast but yeah I don't I think it's a slippery slope when you start to kind of talk about you know martial arts for art purposes and stuff like I certainly have an appreciation for you know kind of like art heavy martial arts you know karate guy stuff like kata hyung forms you know so that would be the art side of it not that you know not that forms don't have value in terms of application of those movements and stuff but just looking at it from the from the demonstrator purpose the idea of performing the movements and refining them to such a high level that it's like it's this refined art form you know once you remove combat from martial arts i think that it's 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 a slippery slope and it leads to some weird places into what your practice starts looking like you know i I agree 100 percent. i just i just Again, I'm I'm just playing a little bit of devil's advocate, yeah. advocate more than anything, but it is like that's kind of what his contribution is more than anything, you know, is sure. the art side of it. Yeah, no, not, not not any other aspect he was really bringing, at yeah. least that we know of. What you know? what I'd give him credit for though was just in his writing that it seemed like he and to say I I absolutely concede that you know we don't know that whole roof that fighting on the rooftops <laughs> in Hong Kong and stuff, and maybe it's true. Like you know, it's probably a pretty good chance that it is true. Because from his writing, I'd say, you know, his advocation of cross-training and his kind of understanding that, you know, you needed to know how to grapple as well as to strike. And it was important to have a well-rounded skill set. 
Like, I think that all kind of points towards that he had a good, you know, understanding of what combat is really like. You know, probably better than a lot of martial artists of his day. But it's just, it's kind of ridiculous to take a guy who is far, like, as we know, like, kind of pretty much never fought, never fought professionally, never fought in any kind of competition. You know, I think there's one video of him doing, like, a point fighting competition. There's one that I've seen. That's it. You know, it's like, that's the greatest fighter. It's like, kind of... That's it's selling the other people who really were fighters short from that era, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. it's also, we live in a different world now than we did back then. Sure. Everything was sort of cloaked in mystery back then. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, it like, it's, it's funny to think of because in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't even that long ago. But, like, even, even up until, like, the early 90s, you know, the pre-UFC, everything was kind of still cloaked in mystery yeah. and even around the UFC so that the early 90s it's not like the internet was what it is now yeah. you had slow dial up modems if you had yeah. internet at all so like it's really the last 10 years that uh, the whole martial arts world has become so much more interconnected that, yeah, yeah yeah like like they're, they're, so, so it's like what people saw were these movies and they'd be like oh my god this stuff must work mm-hmm. and it was you know it was it was sold to a generation of people Right or wrong, that's a different conversation. And yep. then it kind of led to the martial arts explosion explosion yep. in America, you know? And karate schools on every corner. And now yeah. we're kind of having the MMA explosion, and we'll see what happens as a result of that. It's, I don't know if there will be MMA schools on every corner. Yeah. I think that that presents some problems, which is something we've talked about in the past. I don't think that that's the best way to make somebody a good MMA fighter or a good martial artist or a good somebody good at self-defense to protect yeah. themselves yeah i would agree so before we wrap it up do you have a favorite ninja turtle i mean i always thought rafa Raphael. oh was. raf's my favorite too you know he's like <laughs> i think that's everybody's favorite he was the really? angsty one yeah he was, he was a cool one <laughs> yeah all yeah. right since we both have the same favorite what what would be your number two uh, I always went Donatello. Ah, my Donnie too. We're too alike, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I, I think, I think those were the most common. I always felt like the one who everybody disliked the most was Leonardo. Yeah, because he was just bland. You know, what I mean? yeah, he was too bland. Yeah, because he's the leader. You know. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but the Ninja Turtles are great because they're like they're such good characters that they're archetypal. You know, it's like they really like illustrate. The four of them together really do a good job of showing like a spectrum of personalities. You yeah, know what I mean, as far as live action yeah. stuff, so I think for me the best live action guy was always Jackie Chan. In my yeah, opinion. he'd be my favorite too. I think Most he always did the best. Yeah. And, well, I the Rush Hour movies are my favorite. I just kind of I kind of like um, the lightheartedness, making a bit of a comedy too. Like that, that's that's why I love those movies so much. Yeah, yeah. and then outside of that. I think the, the John Wick films do a great job. So Keanu yeah. Reeves, props to him for those movies. Definitely. The Bourne movies you mentioned, I think that yeah, those, are, really good. those are really good too. And, and yeah, you know, like it's again, it's become more realistic, but even still, it's entertainment. So it it it, it is what it is. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like, uh, and you know, something we'll talk about maybe in, in the future. It's like um, fake professional wrestling, WWF sort of stuff, like. Yeah. that's fake too and people are like well it's fake but they're really hurting each other to a sure. certain extent yeah. it's, it's like physical. these guys aren't destroying their bodies you know? physically so demanding like, for it's sure like, it's like whether some of these guys do their own stunts some of them don't and I'm, hey, I'm sure there are a lot of kids who watch professional wrestling that's what inspires them to join you know the wrestling team at their school so it's, yeah. it's a good thing you know it's a good thing for kids to be involved in so 
good thing for adults to be involved in too. So we all need, we all need to be inspired by something. I think that's one of the best roles that art can play in your life. You know, I I agree a hundred percent. All right. Well, till next time. Yep. I don't know.